2: What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the socially distanced low-mid podcast. It's your boy, Huey Revolution. With me, as always, I got my homies, Ramil. What's good, man? And Nemo the Zeus. What's up, y'all? What's up? And yeah, another episode of the low-mid podcast. Man, there's (laughs) a lot to talk about, but about one person in particular. So, the focus of today's conversation is going to be Kanye. Um you know Kanye calmye <laughs> calmye, music, what? <laughs> calmye whatever you want to call him <laughs> we had, he had, he released some tweets and you know his presidential campaign started, so we're gonna talk about his first campaign rally um and for our top three today, our top three list, we got top three summer movies coming up for y'all, and then Ramil and Nemo have a album review of who exactly Freddie Gibbs Freddie Gibbs oh, yes, sir. It's called Alfredo. Yes. That's kind (laughs) of (laughs) cool. So Freddie Gibbs, summer movies, Kanye West coming at y'all right now. Let's get into it. What what, what do we start? So for anybody that doesn't know, Kanye released a series of tweets, um, not too long before his presidential rally, where he said a whole bunch of stuff. And we're going to (laughs) talk about it in a second, but then he had a, uh, Clips from his campaign rally went viral. I know y'all saw that whole Harriet Tubman didn't free the slaves thing. We'll talk about that. And mm-hmm. then he came back with some new tweets mm-hmm. that maybe some of y'all haven't seen, where he talked about some of the stuff that he said. So let's start with the initial tweets. Every the stuff that set all this shit off. What, what was the first Kanye tweet that y'all saw?
0: Man, um bro. I'm I, I think it was um I think it was just him about I think it was just him about holding a rally or something like that, or just him announcing that he's still running for president. That was like the yeah. first tweet that I remember fired everything off. And then I remember and then he went next thing I remember, it was like he went from that to totally talking about the whole Kardashian family was the next shit
1: that right. I saw. Right. <laughs> I think the first one I saw was him talking about the Kardashian family. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think. I
2: think the first one I saw was something about like my kids will never be in Playboy or some shit like that.
0: Oh my goodness. I didn't even know that shit existed. He tweeted. Did you didn't that. see that
2: tweet? He said no. that, he said the cart um let me look it up, man. Bro.
1: He said
2: something about no
0: um what is... I saw I know I saw him say that he didn't want his kids on the reality show. I didn't know he said nothing about
2: no damn Playboy. He said something about Playboy. He had like two he said West children will never do Playboy West. And I Playboy was like, West. Yes. He said, West children will never do Playboy West. So I remember <laughs> him saying that, then he was talking about Kim Kardashian, where he was saying that he wanted her not to do Playboy or something like that. Oh Katie yeah. Well,
0: yeah. Yeah. Okay. It makes sense. Cause he's kind of found this. No. New.
2: Okay. So what I'm seeing on like Fox is they're saying, this is the headline, Kim. Ka- I mean, Kanye West cr- seemingly criticizes Kim Kardashian for posing for Playboy by declaring that their kids never will. So that was the first one I saw. And then I saw mm-hmm. the Kanye shit <laughs> I <laughs> he mean, said yeah. to, to Chris, which is Kim's mom. Yeah. You know, Ye are never allowed around my, my kids. <laughs> and we know that he had a song recently where he called himself his old self Kanye. Ye. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, they don't want Kanye, they just want Kanye. Ye. Right, right. <laughs> Which is probably one of the funniest
1: bars of the. And year. I didn't
0: even like that bar when I first met. I was just like, "Man, I, I
2: think <laughs> that shit was kind of But Now that he's turned into an actual adjective, it's funny. Yeah, <laughs> and there was a bunch of tweets about him insinuating that. Uh, do Do you have any that you just want to read? And then yeah, read? well,
0: yeah. I, I have some pulled up. So let's just, let's just get into his tweets all across the board. So yeah, the first. Tweets we're going to get into from Mr. West. <clears throat> Chris and Kim put out a statement without my approval. That's not what a wife should do. White supremacy. Um, that's, that's, <laughs> that's one tweet. Um, yeah. Meek is my man and was respectful. That's my dog. Kim was out of line. I'm worth $5 billion and more than that through Christ. But y'all
2: ain't listen to MJ and now y'all believe them. Because he was insinuating that Meek Mill and um, Kim might have cheated on him with Meek Mill. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. I found the I found the um the other tweet that he was saying about mm-hmm. Kim, uh Kim where he said, I put my life on my God that North's mom would never photograph her doing Playboy, and that's on God. I'm she- at the ranch come and get me. Oh so
0: shit. Yeah, he's
2: he's well, he you meant, know, I wouldn't he's, want my daughter in
0: Playboy either. Me either. Yeah, me either. <laughs> um <laughs> However, yeah. Kanye, um, your ch- like your children's mother is known for that kind of content. So, like inherently, though, like she's gonna grow up seeing her mother in that. So, like she, although you can tell her that she's not gonna do it, and obviously you don't want her to do that, it's gonna be much more easier for her to be influenced because that's her fucking mother. So he, like, you know what I'm saying? Like that's kind of that's a part of the equation too. Like he should consider that. Like that's why. Like, you know what I'm saying? Maybe that's why he's being. Sorry. I mean,
2: that's, that's why he's like, being. He's like, it seems like yeah, they had some kind of private family conversation. Yeah. Now. And he was he was writing a bunch of tweets like Kim tried to have me locked up. Kim and Chris tried to have me locked up.
1: Yeah. OK. Yeah. Tweet, that's speaking of speak, OK,
0: so I was about to address that. I was about to address yeah. that. So the next two tweets that we should that are very interesting to me is it says Kim was trying to follow him with a doctor to lock me up, to lock to lock me up like on the movie get out because I cried about saving my daughter's life yesterday. So that was like one of the like tweets that went viral. And then this next one is very interesting. He says, randomly, he says NBC locked up
2: Bill Cosby. Hmm. And then he, he also said, everybody knows the movie get out was about me. About
0: me. Yeah. So,
2: <laughs> okay. So let's, let's get
0: into these, let's get into this just overall, like, okay. Why do y'all think, okay, let's, let's get into the why. Why do y'all think Kanye is? or what's one of y'all theories on why Kanye is being so super active and vocal about everything right now? Because I've heard a lot of theories about it, but what do y'all, what's y'all opinion on why he's being so vocal? After
1: you know, My for thing, you know? me, I think it's. <laughs> go ahead. Oh, for for me, uh, this is just a, a general theory, but uh, it's probably linked with quarantine and the fact that he's doing his uh his rallies. I think it's just quarantine. His what? I think it's just quarantine. No, you said doing his
0: what? Oh, you said his rounds. Rallies. Rallies, rallies. Okay.
2: So, yeah. What about you, Huey? My thing is, I think this is all um, for publicity. But when I say that, I don't say it as like he just wants attention. I say it as he wants attention for a specific purpose which is we'll get into the rallies in a second, but I think he's doing all this so that people will tune into his rallies. Um, Because first off the rally video was like over an hour. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. we'll talk about that in a second, but I'll explain why I think that he's saying all this stuff and trying to be as open as possible, I guess because he wants people to tune into the rallies and hear what he has to say, because Mm. at the rallies, he's not just talking about family stuff. He's talking about his opinion on a lot of, different things. So I think it's publicity for the rally. I think it all kind of
0: okay. converges that's, into
2: one thing. That's, um, a,
0: that's, a, that's a plausible theory. Yeah.
1: I yeah, think that's yeah. actually
0: that's a pretty, that might be a pretty accurate observation because he knew that like as an artist, as somebody at his age um, I think that he, uh, like a lot of rappers in that <laughs> generation, they're trying to they use any means they can and just keep on keep their hands on the pulse of the younger generation's attention. So right. like he knew that, you know, what I'm saying the with his position in the hip hop world, that whatever, whenever he starts spathing, it's going to go and be the biggest thing swirling, at least for the moment. Right. Um, So that's a good theory. Um, my theory is that he is the reason why he's doing this all right now. I definitely I'm going to, you know, agree with your premise is that I definitely think it is, it is connected to just him having attention on him for the sake of him just having so that his words don't fall on deaf ears so that people can actually tune into him. Cause like I, like I said, I do think that he thinks that maybe people are starting to forget about him and not wanting to listen to what he has to say, um, Right. which is true, which is both are true. People are starting to forget about him and people do not want to hear what he has to say because they're, they're upset at him. But another thing is that, I mean, I don't really think this is about an album. I think that the album just happens to come out during all this. Like he doesn't need to do all this to promote an album. Because he hadn't said one word about the music other than that one tweet that said, "I'm gonna just focus on the music now," which is like, I mean, we knew you had an album coming. You dropped, you just dropped a song. You know what I'm saying? So it's like we <clears throat> you know you're dropping music. I don't think I, that this is just about.
2: I think that the album is connected to the um the rally, and I'll get to that in a, in a second.
0: Possibly, but do, yeah, I don't. I don't know if it's just that he's. Just doing this strictly for album promotion. Like, some people think he's just only doing this because he has an album coming out. I'm just like, well, no, all he would have to do if he just wanted to promote an album would just be like Donda and drop the date, and then, like, he's good.
2: Like, you know what I'm saying? Really, he didn't have to go and do a million tweets. But it, all publicity is good publicity. Yeah. But I don't think he's just doing it just for the yeah. album. That's what for I'm saying. sure. Like, I don't think he's just doing this just for money. If yeah. that's like, you know what I'm saying? If, but yeah.
0: I, I, so, uh, yeah. I, interestingly enough before we get into the rally i read a quote about somebody i read a core quote about somebody who had a friend who worked with him and that person said um my friend worked worked with him as a producer and he said he's a pretty down to earth humble guy but he's like very aware of his persona and perception as kanye so that was interesting right that's funny so yeah but um so yeah, y'all thoughts on like what y'all like? What were y'all biggest takeaways? or y'all biggest the things y'all remember most from the rally?
1: Well, wait wait. before um, we get into the rally, let's talk about the Kim Kardashian stuff. What what did, like? What does he mean they locked him away? Oh yeah no away. yeah because bro
0: bro you remember you remember when he had that um you remember when he had that episode a few years ago when he was ranting in the Pablo tour? Yeah okay so that you remember if you remember the whole hospital hospitalization that night. When he talks, like, since that moment, he's referenced that to being, like, this moment, I guess. Now, I don't know if there was another incident where they tried to do this, but, like, when he's spoken about this, that's what he usually was, was referencing. So, I think that he's referencing that night where, like, he was in the hospital, and like, they had him strapped to, like, a bed, and they were, they, they drugged him up with all kinds of shit. Like, they
2: don't tell him what they put him on. I think they might be trying, they might, he might be talking about something else that we don't really know about, which is, because later on, he apologizes. In his newer tweets, and he says that it was a private matter that he made public. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, so he- it may be some. It may be some. It might be what you're talking about, but it also may be some other shit. I don't. He may. They may be, have been trying to get him help, I guess, or put him in some kind of institution, maybe. Yeah. For mental illness. Yeah. Which why he could what which is why he could be like they're lock, trying to lock me up and shit.
0: Yeah, he's. I mean, yeah these a lot of these tweets are just his his brain is all over the place, like his his train of thought is so you know all over the place, so that's what makes me think he having he's having some kind of episode to be honest he he definitely come off like he's having some kind of manic episode,
2: yeah, bro. he comes off like he does not trust anyone around him right now, yes and yes. he feels. Isolate or at least paranoid. anybody in his family to say yeah. that everyone knows get out was about him and to say uh Kim, his wife, and her mother tried to get him locked up and then say white supremacy, yes, that's, that's pretty scary, bro. Because I, I don't even know how I would feel if I felt like my wife and her mother were like conspiring against me, you know what I'm saying?
1: That's yes, gotta
2: feel really crazy, yes, um, yes. And I, I think he's just like, he's probably been back into a corner. Cause you know, the Kardashians are a family unit. Like they move together and yes. he got Kanye, yes. which is his own thing. So you could tell that he probably had some arguments with them and been like, fuck, like I have nowhere else to go to, to, to like any other outlet than like online and be like, my yeah, people will never fucking be on playboy. I put that on God. I put that on my life. And then
0: he didn't even want his his kids on the show, and that was obviously maybe a concession that he might have made because the kids are definitely on the show. Hell, he's on the show, but now that he he had a tweet where he expressed the disdain for that, like, he didn't want the kids to be on the show, which I understand. I wouldn't want my kids to be on a fucking reality show at that young. You know what I'm saying? Um, But but yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, like, I mean, bro, you married her when she had the show. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's, like, there's there's certain levels of like responsibility he does have to take for this. You know what I'm you saying? You gotta
2: you gotta know uh what you're getting into, I guess. You gotta yeah. talk about this stuff beforehand. You
0: know yeah. what I'm saying? And, the, and i saw something that like just to, you know, right before we get into the rally and then we can get into the rally, but I saw something that said they, they were in talks about divorce before he even started tweeting.
1: Right. So Well I, oh, I, and I I didn't I, even I, know that. Yeah. Yeah,
2: and that whole Meek Mill situation, I, I I have no idea what that's about. But he also just posted a tweet where he was just like, Meek Mill and then like the emoji that's just like that. <laughs> um. <laughs>
1: uh,
2: I did not see that, bro. That was funny as fuck. That but, yeah. But um, let, let's talk about the rally, man. Because there was a yeah. lot of clips going around about the rally. Mm-hmm. And the most Viral Did y'all watch clip that I sent y'all? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I watched I watched a lot of the highlights from the rally. Okay. okay. So um let, let's let's talk about the, the most viral clip that went out first, which was hold, hold on a second.
0: That was the Harriet Tubman line, right?
2: Yeah, the, the most let's let's talk about the most viral clip, which was Kanye at his rally, and it's like maybe like 15 to 20 seconds, and he's like He starts talking about Harriet Tubman, and then he says, "Oh well, Harriet Tubman didn't actually free the slaves. She just brought them to go work for other white people." And then you hear the person like behind the camera just be like, "Y'all, let's leave." Right. (laughs) Um, And that's kind (laughs) of what's been blowing up and getting people mad at him this time. Mm -hmm. Um, And when you watch the rally, it. Okay, let's talk about that part first. What do y'all think about that? The
1: atmosphere,
2: just the atmosphere. Let's talk about that first comment in that okay. video what, what was y'all reaction when y'all first saw
0: that okay um shit man okay so when I first saw what he said I immediately went to the exact video because like somebody could have misquoted so I went to the exact video and I said okay I looked at it in context right and so my my opinions on his comment are first of all he is a he is becoming a very very bad articulator of his thoughts. Like, it's ironic because as a rapper, like, (laughs) he's, he's found ways to, like, as a rapper, you're like, that's literally what you do is articulate your thoughts in creative ways. Like, that's literally what the fuck rappers do. Or you try to be, you try to articulate it in whatever way is best that you do it. But, and he's, you know, known for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, as a rapper. So, it's kind of ironic that he's not been able to communicate himself well. But I think with that statement, here's my thing, bro. Um... It definitely sounds disrespectful. It definitely can be interpreted as disrespectful and as, you know, kind of like confusing because definitely, like, bro, he, like, when he said the Harriet Tubman comments two years ago, um, no, the slavery was a choice comment a few years ago. And then he tweeted, like, a couple of days after that to clarify his statements. He was like, I'm aware that, like, oh, like, slaves did not consciously choose, like, to come over here and get captured and dehumanized. He said that oh but like there were those who made the choice of whether they were going to stay enslaved he was like if I was there back then I would have been a Harriet Tubman he said that he
2: tweeted that now he's now he's criticizing. now exactly
0: so you know what I'm saying so now okay so my so then my theory behind that is that or what how I'm perceiving I'm trying to make sense of this is maybe this has a lot to do with his own definition and perception of what freedom is because obviously yeah we're not free now you know what I'm saying we're going to be honest but
2: like And to be honest, a lot of the ways that we are enslaved in a sense, obviously not in the same way, but like through social structures and yeah, college and all that stuff is a choice on our
1: part. Like, we yeah, could all
2: say we could all right now be like, Bruh, we're not going to college and not going to be subjected to wasting all this money for this degree and mm-hmm. all this shit. But we don't do that in the current moment because that's just we've been conditioned a certain way yes, or a man, lot of people true. don't do that. It's yeah. very hard to break the norm of what's going on, um, even when, you're been, when you've been put down yeah. um, because of conditioning, you know what I'm saying? And just because
0: um, you, uh, you see how negatively it can affect other people. Right, right, exactly. So, yeah. I think that has... It's, it's
2: always that. much more complicated than just, you know, stop doing it or whatever. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying? saying? It's, like, it's not always that black and white. That's why mm-hmm. the people that do it, like the Harriet Tubman's, and, you know, other people and stuff are always so highly praised because it's, it's not easy to break from that mold. But yeah. it is what ultimately, if that's your def, you know, that's what you should be striving for. If that's um, if it's something that's like crushing your freedom, you should always be striving to get more free. Yeah. Um, so when I first heard the comments, my my um, my my first thoughts were like, OK, what the fuck? <laughs> but I also then listened to what he's saying. And I was like, I went to what your process was, which is this man does not know how to articulate himself very well when it comes to what he's saying. And then when you look at the clip, it's like the optics, when I went and watched the rally video, the optics look bad because it's a, it's a it's a crowd full of white kids, like young white kids with fucking bucket hats and shit. Wait, where was it at again? I don't even know. But the crowd fight? was very white.
1: But, and then it's like, bro, you gotta uh, uh, it, it, it's like you explain. I don't know. I didn't.
2: There wasn't. I don't know. I didn't see anything after that of like the full clip. Did you see the full clip of what he said after that, explaining it? The Rommel? period. Comment. Yeah. <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me.
0: <coughs> um, I probably did, but um, what I remember was um, he said the comment, Ow. and then after that. He tried to say something to the effect of, um, like he tried to clarify his statements after that, but they still weren't totally clear. Like, um, but I I don't remember exactly. Um, but like,
2: so what it seems like he's trying to say is it's not true freedom to just be out of slavery because she's taking them to still go work under someone. Now, it does sound disrespectful, man. And when you put it that way without the context, it just comes off It sounds like very bad. Disrespectful. He could have said that if, a totally different way. He could have that, that so, so much better, better. Because the way he's saying it, it does sound disrespectful of her. Yeah. It sounds like when people try to shock you by saying something that you, did. You like, I bet you didn't know that. That you know huh? he was going to piss them like, off. But for, but for the sake, yeah, that you know is going to piss them off. So it's like, we can understand if you're saying, Harriet Tubman, like, moved the the needle, but it wasn't completely freedom. Like, you know, it That's wasn't, what, what, yeah. it's yeah. not what we want. It's not, it still wasn't what it could become because we're still not there. There's a lot of people that have done a lot of stuff, but we're still not free. You know what I'm saying? So it just looks bad, man. You got to articulate that stuff properly, especially when you have a very white crowd who will be, exactly. a, probably be a lot of people that are watching that, that, because I know in our households, like black history and all that stuff was taught to us. But a lot of people that wouldn't know that would just be like, "Oh shit, okay, Harry Tubman didn't free the slaves," or, you know what I'm saying? They take that so literally. they'll take that. They'll literally. take it very literally. So with that, it's like, bro, somebody needs to spell check this nigga, and he needs an editor <laughs> of his speeches so that
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man, where can, where like,
2: where are Kanye's real friends, bro? Exactly, where are man. Kanye's real friends. Kanye no, but, needs a cal- a yay to yeah. like look over his words and like. <laughs> Tone them down a little bit and refine them.
1: Nemo,
0: um, what would you, what did you think, bro, when you first heard it?
1: Man, I, f- I feel like if you can't articulate your thoughts clearly on subjects like that, then you can't speak on it at all. Because especially in front of a crowd like that. Because, like you said, a crowd like that is going to take it very literally. They're probably not going through the research. They're probably just going to go off of what you just said. and with serious topics like that, I don't know. Like, I I I kind of just got to echo what Huey said because with serious topics like that, you really just got to make sure you're saying the right thing and say it the right way and say it in a way that is conveying. And, bro, it's like
0: it's weird because Kanye. That's what he liked about Trump, and that's what is kind of like now. It's all starting to kind There's of make no filter. It with the no filter like raw like whatever delivery how like he, Kanye just doesn't want he, he wants the opposite of what we think he should do he doesn't want nothing to be formally prepared. he wants to is to just be so raw and so unfiltered and so thoughtless that you know the same way trump is you know what i'm saying it's not really trump does not think before he speaks he just says whatever comes to fucking mind and that's what kanye yeah. is
2: doing right now in some areas just not thinking before you speak it can be admirable because you can be seen as somebody that doesn't care about perception. But the thing about he not doesn't. caring about perception is mm-hmm. you can't care how you're perceived afterwards. Like, yeah. there are still consequences to what you say, whether you thought about it or not. And like you you have a platform to where you kind of have to think about this shit because there's a lot of people that take shit very literally and take shit to heart. And, you know, I don't think you always have to, like, meticulously make sure everything you say is going to make everyone happy because that's just not going to happen. Right, right. But a lot of the times you want to make sure you're you come across a certain way. If you care about coming across a certain way, if you don't give a shit, say whatever you want, but just understand there will be consequences for your actions and like what you say and. You know, people have a right to take what you said any kind of way. If you don't feel like explaining yourself or refining yourself, that's the thing about refining. Like raw raw metals and stuff like that need to be refined to be easily accessible. Yeah, Um, everybody can just pick that up and just work with that. Um, So, if you don't care about being uh, uh, welcome or get get as many people as possible understanding you, you don't have to refine what you say. But if you care. And you're trying to run for president, you might want to like refine <laughs> what you're saying so you don't right. expect yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, yeah, but he so, has to he definitely has to think about all that. So man, so let's let's talk some more about the rally, man, because first <laughs> off, the optics were a little weird. <laughs> yeah. It looked like a, like a discount like BET stream, to be fair. Like it was like Kanye in front of like a blank canvas, a small stage with like four random people up there with him. Yeah, it and looked like a, it was very, very haphazardly thrown together. Yeah, it looked yeah. like a, a meet and greet. <laughs> it didn't really look like a presidential um, campaign a rally. It looked it's like a-, a cult. It looked like a cult. True, true. It looked like a cult low key. So, so this, this, is, this is my theory. <laughs> this is my theory on the, on, the, on the rally, bro. I don't think this rally is real. I don't think he's actually running for president. I think he's trying to spread the message of Christ in as many mediums as possible. And when you listen to the rally and some of the things that he's saying, I think, I mean, I don't know if he is trying to run for president. Okay, cool. But I think that he may just be trying to spread his message through as many mediums as possible, bro. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, I
1: wouldn't doubt that. Uh, I I can agree with you on that. On that part. So that's why I said
2: I think the tweets, the rally, and the, and the album are all together. Because we're mm-hmm. going to listen to that mm-hmm. album because of the rally and the tweets. And we know that he only makes Christian music now. So yeah. he's getting this attention for, for what he thinks is the ultimate um, oh yeah positive okay. expression gotcha. for that, which is Christ and like Jesus and stuff. So I think that he's just doing this to get more attention, to get more eyes, not for money, but on his album so that he can spread the word of, of Jesus through yeah. his album. And like, if he were to happen to become president, I think that, well, first of all, I don't think that's going to happen, but it would just be, I think he knows that that's not going to happen either, mm-hmm. but I think it would be just another token for him to spread the word. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because um, yeah, think- he talks about Jesus in the rally a few times, uh, different Christian. In sentiments, as far as you know, uh abortion rights and stuff like that. Yeah, he,
0: yeah, he, he definitely so would, he would definitely went to a lot of touchy subjects.
2: Yeah, and man, what do y'all want to touch on that stuff? I mean, I mean, <laughs> I think that um, I agree with your I agree with
0: your premise. Um, to to an extent, I think that's a part. I think it is definitely a part of it. I think another part of it is that. I think it's, I mean, an an amalgamation of a few things. Like, I think he wants to spread his, you know, new Christian, um, his new Christian consciousness. I think he wants to spread maybe some general social consciousness. And I think he wants to, um, I think, yeah, like you said, it's all connected to just maybe his brand and stuff like that and everything he has going on because ever since he's become, like, I forgot actually that he was a billionaire now and that was actually big news when it happened. So like, ever since he's become a billionaire, like he's kind of been ever since that was announced, I guess, or released. least so <coughs> in hindsight, he has been more active just this year. And I like with the pandemic going on and with everything that's going on, he probably felt this was the perfect time to get everybody's attention. Um, Right. And I think that like, well, so let's let's get into some, some more of his specific comments and some of maybe his specific opinions on things. OK, Like,
2: so you want to bring up the. um positive video that I guess that you put in the chat where can, he was talking about
1: here.
2: yeah buying so he was saying that do you know that with a $100,000 you can go and buy your own uh what do you say 100 acres of land or 50 100 acres of land in I guess rural America and or I'm misquoting him, but I'm paraphrasing if go and buy a 100 acres of land somewhere in America and live off that land and sustain it yourself so I don't have $100,000 personally but if I had that to spare that would be good information to know but I feel like if you're of the bracket to where you can spend $100,000 you probably are aware of that because that's just how shit tends to work out you know what I mean like he seems to be he he has an interesting amalgamation of like thoughts and stuff that he's saying cuz that I think is what he's getting at. Like, true freedom is disconnection from America in a sense, or like,
0: I think he's saying true freedom is just ownership, like, it's just right. like but ability at the ability to, yeah, to just be able to he, figure out and provide for yourself every necessity of life, I guess,
2: right? But at the same time, he's like talking about government programs that he would want and you know, different yeah. things. And I guess you kind of have to work inside and out of the system when you're a, a revolutionary um, if that's how he would call himself. But anytime you're anybody that has a difference of opinion from the system, you kind of do have to work inside and out if you want to help as many po- people as possible. So what do y'all think, man? Y'all trying to raise a hundred thousand dollars and go start a hundred acre farm?
1: Okay. Well, well, you can go ahead, Nemo. Uh, no, Cause <laughs> man, mainly because I'm a, a urban guy. <laughs> I'm an urban dude. I'm an urban
0: dude. I mean, <laughs> I'm. I don't know if I. I mean, I probably will. I. I, I don't know if I'm going to be the one directly doing the farming, but I would definitely invest in some black farms when I get the opportunity to do so. Sure. Or you know, I would. I would
1: definitely like, I spread we'll that information to, to the friends that I have that would want to farm. Yeah. Start you know, life on their own.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: I think.
0: I mean, just with that comment. Like I think that's like good. It's good in principle what he was saying. Like it's not always practical. It's of course it's not probably. It's not practical. It's than, not uh,
2: that uh, practical because, bro. If you have hundred, that's only that the beginning. The hundred thousand dollars, bro, to really open and run a farm, you're gonna need probably at least a million dollars. Yeah, it running.
0: Like you know yeah. what I'm saying? I think he. But just to, I mean, if you buy land, you you don't necessarily have to farm land that you buy. You can do whatever you want with land, You can build it. Sure, future, you can do whatever. Yeah. So I think yeah. he was talking about just land acquisition and how that's not taught in textbooks. That was more of what he was saying. Like, yeah, as an education system and saying, like, oh, you'll see how like what he said kind of earlier, like, like, why don't they at least tell
2: you that, you know, what I'm you saying? know,
0: you know, he said, yeah, he, he said that he said something before, like in some of his songs, like, oh, like a lot of black men came balance a checkbook, but got a rap talking about how my neck look and how like, oh, in schools, we're not taught, we're taught about slavery, slavery, but we're not taught about how to own land and finances and things like that. So he's echoed some of these same kind of sentiments before, which I think are valid points. I mean, I don't think nothing that he said in that clip was really wrong um, in principle. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that, um, especially, you know, young black kids, I think that they should know about ownership and they should be thinking, that they should at least be exposed to the information. Like, obviously he's not telling you to do that, but like, or like you have to do this or do that. But like, I guess his, by, by Kanye's way of thinking, like his logic is that, oh, just putting the thought out there Is part of helping like, Oh yeah. Like, even though you may, I mean, it it would be stupid of him to think that everybody could do that. Like literally, but like, I think in his mind, he's just saying like, Oh, like, let me just put something in your ear that you haven't heard before. Let me, let me put you up on game. That's probably how he's thinking about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like trying to understand him. Yeah. So, you know, he, um, and then he like, and then, you know, I don't know if y'all, I don't know if I don't remember him talking about this in detail in the rally. Maybe he did. But like even before this, when he met up with Trump and he said all these things when he's done these outbursts, he's talked about like, you know, the 13th Amendment and, you know, how that shit affects us. And he's talked about actually in a, in a new Ty sign song, he had a he had a bar talking about Planned, Planned Parenthood, which he talked about in his rally. So he's been talking about these things in different mediums. And it's just yep. a, lot of people, a lot of people just don't know really what he's been saying other than what's went viral. They haven't really done the other kinds of research. So right. it's it's all very confusing because he's talking about, that's why it's hard for me to like call him like, you know, like, I mean, let's just get into like this conversation, I guess, a little bit about people calling him like a sellout or a coon and things like that. It's like, I see why people would say that, but then it's hard because you're, you're also saying things that
2: he's saying that's like actually beneficial to us. So that's the thing, what, that's thing is the people can. Opinion. I think people are capable of doing two things at once. He can have a bunch of comments that are problematic, but also, you know, now and again, say something that you agree with. Like, he's not a cartoon character. He's going to have multifaceted opinions and you're going to agree with some and disagree with others. So my thing is just in totality, though, my main takeaway is just. I think Kanye's really going through it right now. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, if he wants to run for president and if he wants to throw himself into the pit of democracy and have a fair go at it with his his opinions and what he believes is right, he can do that. I don't Mm -hmm. necessarily, because that's just how the country works. You know what I'm saying? Uh, If you have enough people that agree with you, you win. You know what I'm saying? right As of right now, he's just kind of sharing his opinions. And I think people have a right to to perceive those opinions in any way that they choose to and react to them in any way they choose to. But I think at the bottom line is like, I think this man really feels uh, claustrophobic and and um, probably very alone right now because it seems like he's going through it with That's his a good family. way to say it. He's going through it with... Mental health problems, possibly, and he's going through it with just his perception of the world and America right now. I think if he actually wants to make a positive change or what he perceives to be a positive change, he needs a good group of people around him that will help him enact these things and a group, good group of people that will educate him on his, the articulation of his points and give him some background information on some of the things that he um, wants to talk about so he can maybe be a bit more clear. Before he like holds further rallies and stuff like that, because he's of – he could easily just fly somebody in to like educate him on all this shit in like a week or so. Yeah, um, I think he's so. A, a, but a, a, but a, 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 like, bro, from his tweet, it seems like he he might be going through something bigger and might be just using this for his his message and stuff like that. But I definitely yeah, think Kanye needs a Kanye needs a hug, yeah. bro. Kanye needs, needs a to- hug. Yeah, bro. He needs, he needs a some, friend. Something
0: spiritual. It's something spiritual and emotional going on. Yeah, it's man. He needs.
2: He needs. A, he needs good friends. Joey Badass put out a tweet where he's like, "I think it's clear that Kanye doesn't really have any real friends, and it really doesn't seem like that, bro. It seems maybe. like he doesn't really have anyone that's like checks and balances, or, or maybe, or maybe he's pushing everybody away. Maybe, but either way." he doesn't, he wouldn't have any real friends either way. Yeah. And, and if he's feeling like his wife and see, I don't know, we don't know what's going on with that because that's the funny thing about getting a glimpse of like this shit is you don't really know what's fully going on, Mm -hmm. but it's very difficult to feel alienated from your spouse and your family and that family. So I don't know. I hope whoever cares about Kanye reaches out to him and if they support him, to support him like mentally as well as just like supporting his ideas. You yeah. know what
0: I'm saying? And he doesn't, he doesn't need a whole bunch of yes men right now. He needs people that, that are going to tell him the truth, you know, about what they think he needs. And I think he needs a spiritual intervention. I think he needs a spiritual, mental, and emotional intervention. Like I think he needs to go and um, go achieve that by any means necessary. I think he maybe would he might, he might need to just take some alone time to himself as a man. You know what I'm saying? Maybe maybe away from the family. You know what I'm saying? And just really go get his mental health together. I mean, your kids will be fine. You know what I'm saying? They're well taken care of. We don't
2: know if they'll be fine, man, because that's the thing is them growing up and seeing all this crazy shit. We don't know how it will. will Well, no, I'm not saying
0: like I'm no, I'm I'm not saying that's not what I meant. I meant that like in the time that he probably would like I'm saying if he if he if he elected to go maybe like take take a a a break. break. Yeah, like go on a break, like as a man away from his family, I'm saying that his kids in the interim would would, like if that was a concern for him, um, I'm sure that he would make sure that his kids would be well taken care of if he decided to do that. You know what I'm saying? But at this point, at the very least, um, even if that's not the route he goes to get the spiritual intervention, I definitely think he needs when he needs to, you know, release that pain. Cause then he started crying. Like we didn't even talk about that. Like, he started crying about his daughter and like that really drove home to me. Like, Oh yeah, this is something like that's been burning inside of him. Like this is something
2: that is spiritual and emotional. And he's like really, well, honestly, like I've seen a lot of like, yeah, no continue. I don't. Yeah. i,
0: mean, yeah, I just, i just, you know, yeah, bro. I mean, all that is just based into my opinion that he just needs a lot of spiritual and mental healing.
2: The Dude, last thing I'll the last thing I'll say on this is like when I was watching the video he mentioned how I know some of y'all see me with the uh, maga hat on for 4 years and I was like whoa I did not realize he all that shit was going on for 4 years sh- yeah deals. bro yes it did not feel that long I that that shit felt like it was like a year or whatever <laughs> but celebrity time flies so f- so much faster than regular time I <laughs> That's That's the recent all I'll say. Time. That That's recent time Right. That's that's all I really have to say on the Kanye thing is I hope somebody give this man a hug.
1: And, yeah.
2: Yeah. Any other thoughts? All right. Let's uh let's transition to the top three, which is top three summer movies. As summer is nearly over, maybe these movies can be something to kinda end the summer for you guys on a high note. Yeah. Um I always love summer movies just because they have a very unique feeling. Right? They do. Yeah. There's a, there's just a certain thrill about like summer blockbusters which are movies that you probably wouldn't a lot of them you you might not just throw on and like analyze of like writing and all that kind of shit but they're really fun most of the time and yeah um, true they just give you a good feeling i think yeah so like i was trying to say so like for this list i kind of did
0: it like movies that like i remember seeing during the summer in my childhood yeah so like um yeah, I best thought, I the best movies to watch. Like atmosphere actually. that cater to like what we love about summertime, which is like freedom, right. like you know power, right. like
2: exactly funk, all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so, cool. cool. Um, I can go ahead and go first. Sure. So, the top number three summer movie for me is actually going to be a tie between, um, the two Avengers films. The, okay. the most recent ones to come out in game in like Infinity War. I remember both of those came out like, uh, the last one didn't come out during the summer, but like right before. And, you know, I just remember those movies being kind of like, cause like the cycle was like, you start watching them in maybe April and then they kind of continue out through the summer or whatever. and, First of all, superhero movies are just always great um, like summer movies for me because it's really just about like taking your mind and putting it into like a fun action adventure, which is very summery. A lot of summer a lot of um, they do action that adventure movies come oh, yeah. out during summer. Yeah. And That's those two cool. movies, I just remember hitting me like no other superhero movies had before in just scope. And they were very much like an event and not just like just a movie, especially mm-hmm. if you had kept up with all the, the lore and like all the other movies up until then. So the reason why it's like my favorite movies that I can watch like every summer is because they're events, so I can easily just like plan a day where it's like, oh, let's watch these two movies back to back. You feel me? Yeah. Um, so Avengers: Infinity War and Endgame. It's just I don't know. They're just the like the funnest movies I can think of, and so that's why, especially Infinity War at the beginning. But like that's why I put them in like the fun summer movie category because they're just such fun movies in general. Yeah. Very bright and um,
1: good energy. So okay. yeah, that's my like number it. three. Nemo, you want to go next? Sure. All right, so for my number three, um, I'm gonna go with Summertime Switch. It came out in like '94 or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's about it's about this black kid. Uh he switches places with a white kid for summer camp. And the black kid was supposed to go to a juvenile detention camp. But he was, like, finessing his way around, of course. And then he found this other school bus that was going to, like, a really fancy summer camp. So he hops on that bus. And he just happened to have, like, the same name as the white kid. So it's basically about him spending the summer at this, like, very prestigious Uh, summer camp while the white kid has to go to a fucking detention camp and he's all like snobby and shit and he has to learn his lessons the hard way and then they face each other off at the end of the movie because guess what the black kid is really good at basketball and he's the only good one on the fucking (laughs) summer camp team so they had to play they had to play the detention camp in like a charity game kind of so i think he just let the rich kid win Oh shit, I was supposed to spoil it. But yeah, Summertime Switch, 1993. <laughs> hey man, that shit sound like I need to go that watch it. That sounds funny. That's just a like indie film? Hmm? It's an indie film? Nah. Uh, I, for, I, I don't know who made it, but it, it's really old. I watched mm-hmm. it on YouTube. You can find it on YouTube, so you might be able to find it on Netflix. Okay. It sounds okay. like Parent Trap mixed with Like Mike
0: i was going to say like Mike. I was going <laughs> to <Yeah. laughs> say that shit too. I was going to be like, "Damn, that shit be like I like Mike." Dog, <laughs> tight, tight. Okay, that does sound like a good summer movie, just because it's about like kind of about basketball.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Anything, any sports movies are also good kind of summer movies. Kind of like just depending yeah, on how true. it's filmed. Yeah, because like yeah. An, honor, an honorable mention, real quick, and then I get into my top three. I, it was just <laughs> I thought about it, it was Sandlot. Sandlight is a good summer movie.
2: Bruh. Uh, this is why we. This is why you don't do honorable mentions at the beginning of the list. But c- continue. Sorry.
0: um, <laughs>
2: Continue. <laughs> I think like you
0: just shoot a nigga and you're just like, my bad, dog. All right. um, My, my, my number three, I'm going to go with a different type of movie. It's not an action movie. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's a movie called Stand By Me. And yeah. it's about, I think, yeah, I think I've think i talked to you about it before. Neem, have you seen it? Mm-mm. I mean I've seen it before. Nemo. Oh. No, I haven't no. seen it. Like, yeah, so like Stand By Me, I think it's a good summer movie because like it kind of takes place. I think those kids are on summer vacation. And it's about four boys who like go on this um a quest to find this dead body of somebody who was killed in their neighborhood. Wait, I haven't seen this before, but I know okay. this.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, so yeah, it's about like it's four, like this is like this movie came out in like the 80s, I want to say, like maybe mid-80s. And I saw it like during the summer when I was a kid, and it's a really cool coming of age like boy story like I really think you guys would like it um it's got so it's about four boys they're all friends and like all of them have like their distinct personality differences where it's like one of them's really like the peacemaker, the other one's like the nervous kid one of them's like the like the uh the one who has like father issues and like the other one is like the one who's like his older brother passed, so his parents are depressed, and they kind of treat him like an afterthought, because his brother was kind of favored over him. So it's a really, like, it's a really interesting story, and the reason I say it's a good summertime film is because, like, um, although it's a coming-of-age story, it happens in a context of summer, and it can remind you of, like, summers with your friends, because it's a summer, it's about a summer story with friends. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's, like, I don't know if you want to find like a white movie from the 80s like this is like the prototypical white movie from the 80s because it has like the same kind of like bad soundtrack and it's kind of just it's a very um I don't know to me it just gives me good summer coming of age story vibes so yeah Stand By Me is my number three um you know what I'm saying just um if you guys are interested you can probably find it on streaming services or find it you know
2: you know what I'm saying or find it so yeah, find it. Don't find it yeah. dot com. Um, yeah. so my number two movie is The Sandlot. <laughs> <I figured. laughs> so yeah, um, spoiler alert, but Sandlot is just one of my favorite movies from childhood because it's just such a realistic story, and it's like a good lens on. It's like a timeless movie because it's about, um, like it's like set in like the seventies or something like that, but it's very timeless. Just like the heart of the movie is just a bunch of friends hanging out during the summer and just having fun, having adventures, actually going outside, which I know is not really a thing that happens, not even just because of Corona, but just because of the world. Yeah. Bro, um, we used to walk them down our the neighborhood and not see no fucking body. Not for real. Um, and yeah, man, I, if you haven't seen the lot, do yourself a favor and just watch it. Like there's nothing I can say about it. You just have to watch the movie. It's just right, really movie good. So good, yeah. <laughs> that movie is it's so good, bro. that movie like, is so good. It's like the quintessential, uh, especially for like young males with that. T- you know, what I'm saying like, especially just, if you happen to play baseball, right? <laughs> quintessential, yeah, right. just kids walking around like adults type movie. Like, you know
1: what I mean? Where they're just trying to like live life. The cool uh, I saw th- that movie at summer camp while everybody was asleep. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Watch it yeah. summer
2: camp, it's a summer movie. For Stand sure. That's, that's the that's stamp all of I gotta say.
0: that's a yeah, you that's a stamp of approval right there. I'll say that the scene I remember watching over and over again as a kid was when uh I think his name was Luis, the Hispanic kid. He um he fucking, when he tried to take the baseball from the beast, that scene, it was so iconic because it actually, you know, the slow motion shot of him taking off in the music, right. and everything like that. That shit was fire as fuck, bro. Right. And then, With
2: like, the Converse and stuff.
0: Yes, yes. Like, you know what I'm saying? And then, like, the fact that they actually had to build a whole trap trying to get the ball from the other side of the fence. Right. Like, you know, it's a really good movie, man. So, that's definitely a good summer movie.
1: Right. Nemo. All right. My number two. Favorite summer movie is Girls Trip. Uh, I just saw this actually during the winter. And Girls Trip. It's kind of yeah, because it's kind of like it's like that movie where you're just like hanging out with the homies. Yeah. Except right. it's it's females, and but like this, they're telling like funny ass jokes the entire time, so it's really entertaining. Uh, and yeah, it's it's really just like one of those trips that you would expect to go on. On with the homies and shit. Just a lot of fun. You know, what's the best scene? The best scene.
0: Uh oh, I think I ha- I think I know what you might about
1: be about to say, but I'm gonna let you say it because I've seen it too. Honestly, I think my favorite scene is when they were all snapping on each other at the end. They're I was just, gonna like, say
0: that one.
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> no, but I was going like, to say, I was thinking of that one, but I was thinking of another one, too. Oh, shit. <laughs> I, guess, I guess my second favorite scene was when the main character, like, was trying to play with grapefruits, but she failed.
0: <laughs> Man, for, to, for full context, you don't understand why that's so funny when you watch the movie. That shit, was, <laughs> that shit was fucking wild. I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> that shit was wild, bro. And the um, what's his name, Kovi Serobi? That was in that right, the dark skin dude that's always on Instagram, the fucking model guy. Yeah,
1: he I'm, was looking dude's, I'm, looking, I'm looking at I'm looking. models on Instagram.
0: But I'm saying, bro, like, you I you've I seen
1: this a- nigga, bro. You've <laughs> You watch, you watch <laughs> the damn movie. Oh boy, well, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember the nigga look like. <laughs> That's the one I'm about to Jada say, has. man, this right, man everywhere.
2: Hold up, man. That's the one that Jada had an entanglement with in the movie, right? <sighs> <laughs> or no. <laughs> was it Jada?
0: I, Yeah, I think so. I think so. There was also that scene where they were on um, spoiler alert for those who haven't seen it. That shit is old as fuck. Oh well. Sorry. But the the scene where they were um on drugs in the club, that was pretty funny. Oh, yeah. Oh no, that was funny. Fun that too, was funny too. Yeah. So In the scene at the end, where like Tiffany Haddish's character was kind of going off on everybody,
1: I remember that movie. It was it was definitely funny. Her character was definitely the funniest character. Yeah, she's like the movie. She pretty much blew up from. Yeah, yeah. She was also one the Proud family, you know. As who? Uh, the main girl sister. Uh, what what, what was her name? Main girl Nubia. Nubia 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 Yeah, she was Nubia. Oh, oh shit! Damn, what the fuck are y'all talking yeah. about, bro? Okay, so you
2: remember the gross sisters, the right? Gross like, sister. The blue, the blue. Oh, blue the bitches. the main gross sister. That's what you said. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, that yeah, By makes the way, sense. I've been, been
1: watching the fuck out of that, bro. I, I've, I've been, been watching
0: too during quarantine. That shit is so funny.
1: Like that's another conversation for another day. But like, I, I love how relatable it is. Yeah, <laughs> for real. That we didn't
0: know how how important that shit was at the time, like for our childhood.
1: Right. Yeah, but and yeah, bro. They they barely wanted to show that shit. They only wanted to show that shit at two (laughs) a.m. For real, though. (laughs)
0: Well, <laughs> it was like y'all niggas got to stay up to watch this. We ain't playing this shit on regular time, nigga. Y'all ain't getting
2: no white folks' time. This nigga. ain't white time, black. Just <laughs> that nigga time, <laughs> when boy, when that nigga. Gets, time. When, it gets, when it gets dark, it's nigga time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when it gets well, black outside, time, they we'll play black stuff. When it, the when it the gets only time outside, I remember them playing they they play it at a black. normal time, the only time I remember them playing it <laughs> at a normal time was like the very first episode, <laughs> <laughs> The pilot, The pilot. <laughs> they they, they wanted to test it with white
2: audience, white audiences. Yeah, like let's test it out.
1: <laughs> man, yeah, yeah it, man. It, it, it's so good to like go back and see the ones that I do remember. But yeah, Girls Trip is my number two. Okay, We're, okay cool. Um,
0: all right, I was yeah. That may, that movie did definitely make me suggest that like all of us do a movie similar to that. Hopefully that would be fun. Like for the four of us to do like a boys version of that or a males version of that. That'd be fine. Yeah, all uh, four um, of us. For us act. To us act. Even if it's not ours, for us to afford to be actors and some shit like that, that'd be tight as fuck. Who's the fourth person?
1: My number one is basically... Um, yeah, well, you know what I'm saying? An an actor, an
2: actor. <laughs> okay. I said us. You just said the four of us, but there's no one else here right now.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, like the four of us in the context of the movie. My bad. Oh, words, Guys trip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my number two... <laughs> Damn, I feel like I might be stealing another one of Huey's, but fuck it. The Incredibles uh-huh. is my number two. Now nah, you're okay, cool.
1: <laughs> okay, cool. Okay, cool.
0: <laughs> the Incredibles is my number two because I, it wasn't released during the summer, but it's definitely a good summer movie because, like, it's an action film, and it was like Pixar's, to my knowledge, their first real action film. And I mean, need, need I say more?
1: Like, it's the Incredibles. I mean, I don't have to. Wait, really it, did you summer. see it? Did you see it in the summer when you were like seven? Me? I think, yeah, I think I saw it in the summer. So maybe I I that's it. why. Oh. I saw it when it came out. It came out around my birthday.
2: Yeah, I know yeah, it, it didn't came come out, out in like, time. No, yeah, and it came out like
0: for me, it's a summer movie because I think I did see it in the summer. In the summer, yeah, word. So like, but still I still a think just, summer movie. Yeah, I still think like as a, as like yeah, a, definitely um, as a summer movie because like again, we know like the action sequences and like where it's action. That's what I'm saying. Like it's it's like it's fast paced. It's fun. Like you know what I'm saying. It it, it it's 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 a really really good movie, man. So, coming up, that was definitely one of the movies that, like, when I think of The Incredibles, it makes me think of Summer Vacation. Or when I think of Summer Vacation, I think of The Incredibles. Like, that's one of oh, movies sure. that, that, like, watches, that, like, I used to correlate with summer. So, that's my number two summer movie, man. Like, no matter, like, you could play that shit. That's, what, that's why the second one was released during the summer, because they know that that atmosphere is good for summertime. So, yeah, man, The Incredibles, I'll say the franchise, as of right now, is just some good summer movies to me the entire franchise, one into two.
2: My, um, my number one movie is Ferris Bueller's Big Day Off. Have either one of y'all seen this movie?
0: No, but I've heard of it.
1: I, it's yeah. a classic from like the 90s. I've heard of a lot of other people talking about it, and I think I even had the opportunity to see it on TV one time, but I might have fell asleep through it. I wish I saw it.
2: So the, um, the main character, the voice actor for Simba from the original movie, is actually the main... the star of the movie. Um, His name escapes me right now, but y'all know who I'm talking about. Matthew Broderick? Yeah, Matthew Broderick. He is the main character of the movie. Ferris Bueller's B. Day. This is, like, a movie that came out in, like, the 90s, I think, or the 80s. But it all centers around just, like, basically somebody who's, like, the most popular kid in school, and he's just cutting a day of school with, like, his girlfriend and his best friend. (laughs) But it's still just such an entertaining movie for some reason. I don't even know how to properly explain it but it's so wholesome but not it's like watching a movie version of like um saved by the bell or something yeah but he's just a really cool character he's just like a charismatic dude that just escapes trouble at any cost like he pretends to be sick he like has to run um from his principal and shit at different times he like pretends to be his girlfriend's dad to check her out of school And then they like make out in front of the principal and the principal's like, what the fuck? Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) So (laughs) there's just a lot of good, like classic uh, movie moments. Classic comedy tropes. Yeah. Classic comedy, like movie moments. And it pretty much has, it has, you'll see a lot of references to that movie because it's just a classic. If you're like around our age or younger and you haven't seen that movie, like just check it out. It's, it's fun. Okay. That's all I'll say. Cool.
0: I'll, I'll look it up because I have heard of that. I've heard of that multiple times. I know that's like that's like a that's definitely a cult classic type of film.
2: Yeah, like you know what I'm saying. So it's really fun. Like if you've ever cut school, <laughs>
1: it'll resonate. Yeah, with you.
0: yeah.
2: Okay,
1: cool, cool. Nemo, damn, bro. So for my number one, damn, it, it's kind of a three way tie. Damn, hold up, a three way <laughs> <Three-way> tie. <laughs> Damn, I need to I need to make a decision real fast. Uh Anybody mo who's a loser that has to go? Uh remix. Whoever threw that, your mom's a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, fucking I'ma just go with my fucking that one. 21 Jump Street. Okay. <laughs> So yeah, 21 Jump Street. Damn, I vaguely remember anything about this movie, but it was very lit. And I remember this one scene where like one of them had gotten shot. And damn, that's basically every other movie. But yeah, it's definitely a very memorable movie for sure because it it was such a unique plot. It was two two grown-ass men sneaking into college as policemen. So, bro, when you really look
2: at that movie, like Channing Tatum <laughs> looks nowhere near young enough. To that's be what I'm saying. Like, what bro. the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's funny because they cast like younger actors and shit like that. And I know, you know, what I'm saying no offense, but like some it some white kids they look pretty old. Like, yeah. You know
1: <laughs> oh wait, wait, not 21 <laughs> but, Jump Street, 22 Jump Street. That's that's oh, the one. Wow, that was more lit. Oh well, never mind.
2: Oh, but wait, what I was gonna whoa. say was like he looks he looks nothing like a fucking kid. Like imagine a forty five year old man just walking around your fucking <laughs> high school. Like, right? you'd be like what the fuck?
1: But yeah, <laughs> but twenty two jump, jump Street. What did they do in that one? I don't know if I remember that. That's movie. the one where they went to college and they had to like fly off a helicopter to save something. Uh, wow, I do not remember that movie that well. I yeah, thought that that one was. They went more to
2: college. Like, I thought that's the one where they were like cops or something. I don't I, okay. care. I don't fucking remember. But yeah. Yeah, they had to, but the those comics, movies are the sneak in a Those movies are funny.
1: Yeah, 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 those movies are funny. I like how Ice Cube is like the comi- uh, commissioner. <laughs> Fuck it. Uh, <laughs> since, since Ron Mill had a fucking honorable mention, my honorable mention is The Hangover. Part I was going to say that was one of
0: mine too. Another one. Yeah, that's a pretty good summer movie. The Hangover.
1: But yeah. Which so one? The whole franchise?
0: He you said two. For me, it's three. Yeah. I saw that one. I saw that one for a summer during my birthday. So that
1: three. They were all lit. So yeah, whichever whichever one had Mike Tyson in it. Yeah, I think that was the that was the second one. Right, third one. I don't remember.
0: All right. So y'all want to run down the the picks? No, I want to get my number one. All right.
2: <laughs> Fine. Um, Have it your way. Have it your way then. Bro.
0: Um. Damn. <laughs>
1: all
0: right. So my number one, I was um. I
2: forgot, you know what I'm saying, because you already mentioned four. I'm cool. missing. You know, yeah. You oh, oh yes. you forgot. my yeah. fault. You did. You spoiled one of my movies. So, yeah. yeah. My it's bad. Cool. <laughs>
1: it's
0: cool. Um, <laughs> I think, man, I just, not my, not my number one is split between two, man. But fuck it. I'll go with the classic, bro. So, a last minute change occurred. I'm going to go with <laughs> Good Burger as my number one summer
2: movie. <laughs> well, what it I'm going to get a burger. Yo, why you look like this man right now, Nemo? Uh, why you why you, why you fucking playing, bro? I'm gonna go with
0: yeah. Good Burger, man. That's like, again, that's like, I, I was like, man, just, just because the list is over, I was finna go Black Panther, but I was like, nah, bro, that's nah. Too basic. That's the too more basic. Black bro. Power
2: movie is Good Burger, bro. Don't you? Forget uh, it,
0: bro. Yeah, bro. It's like, bro, Good, Good Burger, Burger man.
1: forever. We've been, I've seen the birthday. That, that is so, that is such a classic, bro. That is
0: such a classic summer movie, dog. Like it's like, bro, we we, we watched that shit in school. That's how you know that. Like we watched that shit, not, we went, we weren't even on summer vacation yet. And they showed us that shit. Like they only like, watched the that during of, school? Bro, yes, yeah, at Shadow Rock, we watched you? that shit
2: public as school, homie. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> public school education, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Yes, yes. Today we'll, we'll be get,
2: watching Good Burger. You thought we were
0: like learning, <laughs> like we were watching movies. Um.
2: <laughs> today we're watching Good Burger. Yeah, man. There Michael will be a lit. test. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a fucking sheet that goes on. I pay attention now. This is a great I used to bit. hate when they did that shit, though. When they would w- make you watch a movie but, like, give you a fucking sheet. Like, bro, <laughs> bro are, you doing, are you doing your yeah, job? You have to answer, like,
1: 25 questions. I know. <laughs> like,
2: pick one. Are you teaching today or not? Because now I'm watching a
1: movie and, like, He's the yeah, bitch. Pick yeah, so one. <laughs> I'm searching for the answers more than I'm. Bitch, make a decision. Bitch,
2: to enjoy. The you movie. gonna educate or entertain? God damn. They'll they obviously give you them questions. That's like, bro, that you just had to really be paying attention to see I that know. shit. What, what color was the the turtle in scene four? I was what was though. in the secret sauce? I
1: hated. I hated <laughs> the ones that made you. They made them like. I hated the ones that made you like type a whole paragraph about a, a certain. Man, God, man, how how would you feel while, about while your teacher's just you over there, like on anything. the computer, like in shit? <laughs> <laughs> right.
2: I want to know your introspective thoughts about this scene. I don't fucking know. Like you know, what I'm no shorter than two paragraphs, bro. Anyway. They gonna
0: fucking ask you. They gonna, they gonna fucking ask you what actually was in the secret sauce? They, <laughs> ask, you, like, they the ask impossible you questions. The impossible question, like. They're going to ask some irrelevant shit. How much does Kenan Thompson weigh?
2: Like, what the fuck <laughs> is this shit? <laughs> How many braids did he have in the movie? <laughs> what was it? Like, they're going to ask
0: some, like, man, listen, man. So, yeah, but, but Good Burger Man is a classic movie, man. It's definitely a cult classic. And um, Keenan and Kel are forever going to be remembered, if nothing else, for that movie. Um,
1: <laughs> it's not, not a even, bad not legacy Live, And
0: for Saturday Night Live. And it because the stayed at and SNL. What about
1: there. their their What about their show? They had a their show. All all that, movie, but I, I, I feel that. like
0: I feel like the movie was that what blew them up though. I feel like the movie made them like
1: big man. That King and, and, and Kell oh, yeah. show.
2: They had that all the that. They had the King one. and Kell show, and they had Good Burger, man. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, yeah, true, true. true. They
2: were killing yeah. it back the in kid. the day, homie. Yeah, they, they was. Shit, the they King, was yeah. They was they were they the King they the Carol show um, up. Well, it's yeah, the King show Kel show up. Legendary. <laughs> I still want some orange soda because of that shit. Yeah. I still want like
1: orange soda because Bruh. of that shit. Bro, that's Bruh, how I got into orange God. soda. At first, I hated that shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> they were. Well, I don't know. Were they the first ones to integrate at Nickelodeon or some shit? Like they were fucking the first the blackest people they had at the
2: time.
1: They let <laughs> the cornrows <laughs> right. and
2: everything. Right there, the thing they had Coolio singing the fucking bit. theme song, huh? They had Coolio singing the fucking theme song. Yeah, and shit. <laughs> they got super hard. black.
0: Yeah, they, they we'll they have Coolio as,
2: do the theme song.
0: They let them be as black as they wanted to be, <laughs> right? So yeah, man, Good Burger, man, classic film. Our listeners probably already know this, man. Y'all know what the fuck going on, so yeah, bro, Good Burger.
2: Man, that one. made that actually made me want to watch Good Burger again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, real. But um, all right. Right. all right. Yeah, my number three was Avengers, um, Infinity War, and Endgame. Number two,
1: Sandlot. Number one, Ferris Bueller's Big Day Off. Watch him. My number three was Summertime Switch. Uh, number two was Girls Trip, and number one is Twenty Two Jump Street.
0: And my number three was Stand By Me. And my number two was The Incredibles. And my number one was motherfucking Good Burger. Gang shit. Um,
2: <laughs> fucking... Good Burger
0: gang shit. Hey, bro. I want to
2: see a Good ed, Burger ed, ed, too, ed, bro. They need bro, to I, no. To I was movie. really finna
0: say, bro. If they have a sequel, they do a remake, bro, I want to be Ed, bro.
2: <laughs> you should be Ed's son.
0: I could be Ed. <laughs> I could be Ed or Ed's son, bro. Ed Jr. <laughs> Dude. Bro, I could play. I'll, I'll, I'll gain, gain weight, man. That.
2: I'll gain weight and play What's-His-Name.
0: I would so. audition for that, bro. If somebody wanted me to play it, I'll audition for that, bro. I'll send in a tape. And you
2: could do it, bro. That would be the funniest shit I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. Dude, Watch <laughs> your butt, man. <laughs> so, oh, that would be If so there was funny, a remake, bro. if there was definitely a remake, I'll do uh, bro, it. A I, hope, I hope you get that role, bro. They have a <laughs> remake. That would be so funny, bro. Bruh, be that funny, bro. That would be bro. so funny, bro. I
0: look enough like him to kind of pull it off. Bro, you with the twists? That would be hilarious.
2: Bro. <laughs> with the like straight braided twists,
0: <laughs> and I, I like I would have to learn how to skate and shit. Like for real, I would have to learn how to like really broil the blade. And I'd be like, hey, man.
2: Bro, hold up, man! I'm finna, th- I'm finna um record this. So this is your official pitch for why you should be Ed, <laughs> for why you should be Ed for Good Burger Two.
0: We'll be back after this quick break.
2: Yes, Let, let's bro. hear
0: it. Let's hear it, man. All pitch right, yourself. I should be Ed because I look enough like the original Ed. You feel what I'm saying? I know the movie. I know the character. You know what I'm saying? I'm funny. You know? Um, And I'm trying to take people's orders, you dig? So, yeah, man. My <laughs> man, Ed in the Good Burger remake. Let's make it happen. Let's make it rejected.
2: Happen. Ooh, damn, that was so instantaneous. <laughs> He's so sad, bro. He was like, rejected? Rejected. <laughs> out. Rejected. Rejection. Hey, man. I'm never doing another audition again. Ramil Ed 2021, man. Let's make this happen. Hey, Amen.
0: As soon as... um, Yeah, bro. And I don't know who you could... <laughs> I was trying to suggest somebody for uh Keenan, but that's another that's another conversation. But, um, I'm yeah, kind of okay. curious
2: now, but all right. Yeah, bro. <laughs> all right. Let us um, know who Ed. y'all think should be Keenan, man. For... Without, without further ado,
1: Nemoid, what we got going on for the people today for the show and tell? Oh, yes. We're definitely bringing back the album reviews for you guys. But this time, it's a social distance version, you know? So this time, me and Ramil will be talking about Freddie Gibbs' Alfredo. Definitely one of the best projects that come out this year during quarantine, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, bro. Yeah. And uh
2: I didn't listen to it, so I'm gonna be hopping in and out <laughs> asking que- asking questions. He was he was gonna be our commentator, man. You dig. So, so let's let's get let's get this started right, man. <laughs> what, what's the what's the name of this project, man? Alfredo.
1: Alfredo. Any theories on why he called it that, Nemo? Uh I don't know. <laughs> Cause he got the sauce, maybe? <laughs> (laughs) all right yeah so that's actually you know that's a good metaphor
0: i think it was maybe he might liken it to being something in good taste i don't know maybe it was a metaphor
2: (laughs) in good taste
0: something something, that's a good theory or something i don't know i'm I'm, i'll be interested to hear him explain the explanation for the title but um like nemo said man this is definitely one of the strongest projects of (laughs) the year 2020 2020 has been good to us with music i'm not gonna lie Twenty twenty has been, in my opinion, good with music. It's been yeah, music, bro. So, and Freddie Gibbs has been a part of that trend, man. So, um, for me as a Freddie Gibbs listener, I'm fairly new. I didn't really know about him until we got to Dead End, but um, since like FIFO and those guys have like really um been reviewing his stuff, I've gone back and listened to Freddie, and I can now say that um. I am officially a Freddie Gibbs supporter, man. I think he's a really good artist. And I think that he's, um, he represents a form of rap that was lost that is making a strong comeback.
1: I don't think this form of rap was ever lost. I just thought it probably died uh, prematurely, to be honest. But mm-hmm. um, let me ask you this. Which one, which, which do you think is better, Bandana or Alfredo? Woo! I knew you were going to hit me with the double whammy. Um, yeah, we had to start this one out with that.
0: Okay, bro. So let me go back to bandana real quick, and let me see, let me let me see what songs are on in that project really fast. So I know that I definitely was fucking with that. So this for is the me, last bro, one. this is the one you yeah. did with Mad
1: Lib, right? Yes, yes. So <sighs> for me, I thought with I thought with um, Alfredo more because the, I I fought with the beats on here a lot more, and the rapping is better. See, the thing with The thing with Freddie Gibbs projects for me is on Pinata, he has some really five beats, but the rapping, the rapping was good, but it wasn't as good as it could be Mm -hmm. on bandana. The beats were pretty cool, but the rapping was extremely impressive. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Mm -hmm. This one is a perfect match for me. The rapping is fucking excellent and the beats are amazing. That's why I think I had Alchemist as one of my favorite producers last year when we did that list. was it Alchemist or was it Madlib? I can't it was remember. one of the two, but they're both definitely great. Yeah, man. This So to get another project with uh, Freddie Gibbs on Alchemist, well, to get another Alchemist project was very uh, refreshing. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. honestly, bro, the first six songs, whenever I listen to this album, I literally just listen to the first six songs back to back to back. <laughs> and then I skipped the Skinny sh- Church and then I think I play All Glass too. Yeah. But this album is definitely a classic for this genre. Yeah. Or at least that's what I would classify it as. I definitely think it's a modern
0: day. It's a modern day classic, but it's
1: a lot of soul
0: in this album. It's a lot of, um, and to your point, like the rapping is great. Like freddy's Freddy's flows, excuse me, are are really good on this jet, um, especially on one of my favorite songs. Well, like we can do how we normally do our views, right? We we both fuck with it. We both really think this is a good album. Um, and if you would like, we can do like we can go onto our favorite songs, I guess. Um, so for me, my favorite songs, like the the favorite songs that I listen to the most um off this project are definitely um let me see hold up it's definitely god is perfect something to rap about babies and fools which is probably my favorite song and all glass i like my top
1: four four
0: really really strong
1: songs on here um what about you damn uh okay god is perfect is definitely one of them uh Look at Me is one of them, for sure. Frank mm-hmm. Lucas. And uh, did I like Baby Shit? I can't remember if I liked that or not. What's mm-hmm. the lyrics on this one? Uh, yeah, ain't nobody ever gave me shit. Had to take the shit, go get your the paper bit. I don't remember that. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so so like I said, it's God is perfect. Look at me, Frank Lucas. And I. if I had to pick a fourth one, it would probably be something to rap about just because of Tyler. Like, you already yeah. know how I feel about Tyler. So let's get into that. Yeah. Let's get into that. So let's, get into him. So, so let's talk about Tyler's two features lately as we as we take a break a little bit. Not really a break, but anyways, Tyler's on thing, this man? project. Yeah. Tyler's on this project. And he I feel like his rapping has, I guess, evolved to a point to where he's very comfortable with his style and he's very comfortable with, uh, you know, I guess, giving the, the general public what they want as far mm-hmm. as bars are concerned. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty satisfied with that. You know, he he didn't do too much crazy shit uh, and he really much stay within what he knows his best. So as a longtime Tyler fan, I'm really happy with that. It's not his best verse or anything, especially the, the Yachty song. Yeah, that's not his best shit. But he's definitely, I'm definitely fucking with these features.
0: Yeah, he's, Tyler's. Tyler has regained his love, it seems, for rapping. Like I remember, you know, I, like I talked about before, when I mentioned the TD feature, like, um, which is the Yachty song. It sounded like he just was more enthusiastic. with that feature, this Freddie Gibbs feature and his feature on West Side Gun, it sounds like Tyler is definitely regaining his love for rapping again. Cause you know he didn't rap at all on Igor. Um, so and he you know, rapped like, a little bit. Yeah. But not like this though. He didn't rap like this on Igor. <laughs> he didn't rap like this. Like he did like some raps here and there, but it was mainly mo- mostly singing in chorus and he said his little
2: parts, but like I got a parts? question. Yeah. Does he sound like old Tyler? Or does he sound like a, 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 a new version of his rap his rapping from before? It sounds
1: like a new version of old Tyler. Yeah, it sounds like. So it's
2: the same energy, but just yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's like same <clears throat> energy, and he's yeah. just like talking his shit more. Like, yeah. I like, got a couple of calls, and he says something. Like yeah, that. he's he's
0: he's being more braggadocious, which I
1: which I actually kind of like because he's not the type of rapper. So like, yeah, he's he's really not the type to do that at all. But now this right. thing got flower bomb chains and shit. Yeah, right. That line where he
0: said, um, "What did he say before?" He was like. Blah blah blah, but I'm a businessman. If I can handle it, I know my niggas can. That shit was fire. That, <laughs> that was fire
1: because that shit. The first time I heard it, I thought he had two meanings because like that shit was fire. It, bro. He literally was saying that I'm a businessman, but he could also be saying I'm a business man, or something. Yeah, like, like, like I'm that. a
0: businessman, but <laughs> I'm a like you know what I'm saying. That shit was fire, bro. Like yeah, man, I've been very satisfied with Tyler's features, man. It's really it's really just making me become more of a fan of his all over again because again like while I look, like I think Igor is still his best project now but um that was one of my original just my minor gripes about it was just that I want him to rap more so now that he's rapping again
1: I'm definitely satisfied to hear him rapping and, and it's yeah. definitely good to see him popping up on free niggas yeah as a feature too so that, yes, that's brother. really cool yes yes
0: but like, but that but that, that beat was on sounded like it was so Tyler S
1: when you think about it yeah uh, yeah I thought he made it, to be honest. Wait, did he make it? I'm trying to look it up right now. Yeah. I'll, oh, no, nah, no. Of course he didn't. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, 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 it was uh, Alchemist, but yeah. Yeah, definitely Alchemist. <laughs> and for that West Side Gun, I thought he made that too, didn't he?
0: I'm not sure, but I will not be surprised either. Like, if, okay, so Tyler is at a level now. That is, okay, so, and we'll we get back to the album real quick. But Tyler's at a level now where he's now collaborating with people who we thought were his, maybe the people who might have ostracized him. Because somebody made that good point, there was like, "Oh, like when you see what Tyler's done in the past, and you look at the vibe of Freddie Gibbs." One, my question: Oh, what do they have in common? But now I think that the collaboration was really good, and it really showed like the 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 range of both artists to collaborate with each other. You know what I'm saying?
1: Um. Yeah. Honestly, for me, I think this this I, for me as a as a long time fan, I feel like this feature is overdue, but. Mm-hmm. Then again, it comes at the at the perfect time because both of these niggas are at the hype. I mean, the height of their career. Yeah. Because back in the day, when when they were in their prime, well, not really prime, but when they were like blowing up, I would have expected a feature then. Because Freddie definitely did do some songs with some Odd Future people, mm-hmm. and Freddie's also been on some Odd Future people songs. So, yeah, I just want to throw that out. I guess. But yeah. anyway, man, back to the album, man. This is a. This is a great album. Uh, my favorite song is definitely... Well, no, I wouldn't say favorite song. My favorite song is God is Perfect, but my favorite mm-hmm. verse is Frank Lucas. That nigga... Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, he, he's been off.
2: I'm he like, yo. He ate
1: that shit, bro. He ate that shit. That's yeah. And I knew that you would have fucked with that verse, too, because that's definitely a flow that I know that you would have fucked with. So I'm, I'm glad that he used that flow, and I'm glad he ate that shit. Yeah, man. Every Every feature on here... All the features were
0: smooth on here, from Frank Lucas to Tyler to Conway. Um, Kanye had, I mean, Kanye (laughs) Conway had the most dad bar. I think I might have heard in a while on that song "Babies and Fools." This man, yeah, he definitely did. My oldest son feeling mad that shit ain't adding up. (laughs) That (laughs) shit was funny as fuck. (laughs) I was like, yo, like, I fuck with <laughs> just just the fact you had the nerve to write that. It's not it's not a bad bar, but it's just like that's such an obvious metaphor to me. So it's like I like it, bro. I liked it and I with it too.
1: I was like, yep, that that's that oh, that's 45 right year old. Life. That's that 45 year old right there. I I I need I, like I was like I need niggas right about my about the- I need niggas to rap about their life. so Yeah, yeah. Nah, I, I guess mean, a dad can...
0: But I think because we have fathers, I think that's why we extra paid attention to it because we all are like good with our fathers. So we're like, oh, man, yeah. My dad would probably think some shit like this. So like, I can remember my dad getting on me about <laughs> my school grades or some shit. <laughs> yeah, bro. So, so what's your so favorite? So what were
1: your favorite bars, Huey? No, I'm just um, I like the one
2: where <laughs> he was like, oh, shit. Shut the fuck up. Niggas don't know what the <laughs> fuck is up. Cause every time I'm in the city, I, I be getting pretty with the bit with the biddy. That was probably my second favorite bar on the project. that have been a really I think he play. said that
1: shit on Frank Lucas, bro, because he, he was eating that <laughs> shit, bro. <laughs> Benny, um
0: Benny the Butcher's verse was good. Uh... but he's not like he's not somebody I follow intensively, but I thought that he didn't to me. He, <laughs> He didn't make
1: the song worse. He didn't make the song worse. I'm not going to say uh, he made the song worse. You think Oof. so? Oof. He made the song worse, but he wasn't. He wasn't trash or anything. He wasn't anything. trash. Yeah. What's, what's your favorite beat on the? But
2: album? he made it worse. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't trash, but you did make the song worse. Sorry to <laughs> Sorry to say. <laughs> Damn! Imagine that feedback.
0: What's your uh, What's your favorite beat on the
1: album? Uh oh! Shit! 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 That's Dude, my as a producer, Ooh. as a producer, actually, I want your top. The revolution is the genocide. That song. Which which one is that? I don't remember. Um Damn, the revolution is the genocide. God damn, Scotty Beam. Yeah. Okay, what that was Rick was. Yeah, that's the one Rick Ross is on. I'm kind of oh. pissed off that Rick Ross got on there, but it's all good <laughs> though because Freddie Gibbs still ate that shit. So yeah, it's, and the beat was beautiful.
0: Yeah, man, Rick Ross. I mean, Rick Ross is a, a, a Rick Ross is a legend. I know that's why people are collaborating with him because he just like whether we. He's I, a legend. I, I'm not a really. I never saw it,
1: but he is a legend, bro. You know he's not. He's he's a legend. Yes, bro. He is. He's 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 he'll be remembered, dog. He'll be remembered. I never saw it, but a lot of niggas fought with him. A lot lot of of niggas niggas do fake come on, and it's like I forgot that nigga existed until you just said that shit just now. I I forgot he existed until he popped up on his album. But (laughs) mean, I did too. But
0: why do you think people keep featuring him? Because people want that rub. Because I don't. (laughs) Okay. All right. Cool. People want that. Like people want that. People respect him, if none like, People respect him in the industry. I feel you. Um, I, I respect the hustle. I, yeah, like you know what I'm saying. Like he's been around for a minute or whatever, like that. He's definitely not one of my favorites, but like you know, to to just on objectively speaking, I can definitely see how he is like a like a uh, a legendary figure, or if that's not the term, he's definitely like a just a a, a very big figure in hip hop. So
2: oh damn, that's fucked up. <laughs> oh, damn, dog. <laughs> damn, all right, I see how it
0: is. Hell no, nah. <laughs> but um, yeah. And then like he, he gonna fucking, he gonna hear this shit one day and make a video about me and be like, you know Ramil, fuck that nigga. Fuck, I lost the weight too, nigga, and you still, <laughs>
2: uh huh.
0: You still uh-huh. coming at me because uh-huh. no, I will not tolerate no disrespect to the family.
2: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> Amen. But yeah, nah, man, um. Yeah, man. Rick's, Rick, Rick that song with Rick Ross was good. Um, man, there are nothing but good songs on here. They're just there's not one bad song on here. There is what's
2: your what's your least favorite part of the album then? If there's no bad songs, is there anything that you think could have been improved?
1: Uh song well, looking was eh uh, to me. Well like, it was started to get dry at the end for me. Uh yeah, like uh eh, like I liked. Um, I think some of the low
0: points. Maybe look at me. I didn't. I didn't download that one, so I must have not been fucking with it like that. And that was
1: a very slow song. That's why. Yeah, maybe
0: because it didn't keep my attention really. And babies and fools is kind of like that, like a little bit
1: slow. But babies and fools has that night. 90- yeah, the only memorable one about that one. I mean, the only, the only memorable line about that song is the dad line. I like the I like the um
0: I like the sample of the All I Need. I like that sample in there. Um and I like um I like Freddie's I like Freddie's verses on here because um I like the bar like he he kind of describing his upbringing like you know My first love was just rap and shit. My second love was just weeding his trap and shit. And I'm I'm paraphrasing because I think that's just more of just like his overall. It's it's a good it was a good song um, because of that sample and because of that dad. And I liked Freddie's beginning verse, but it was a little slow. So I will concede that. But other than that, there's no really other low points for me um, as far as this project. Um, And even even what I just said was kind of just still kind of nitpicking. But yeah. Yeah. What's uh, some of your favorite bars? So my favorite bars is the one I just said about him saying my first love was this. My first love was this rapper. shit. So my second love was this weed and this trap and shit. It's one of my favorite bars. My other favorite bars is when on God is Perfect, when he kind of had that, um, that, um, my, my, my fine hoes get the mo and not the lesser that, uh, tribute to, um, I'm going to say, oh, who was that? Um, The Mo and not the lesser. I want to say that's UGK, but y'all let me know if I'm wrong when y'all hear this. I'm gonna have to research that, but I think he was giving like an old UGK because that was an interpolation of another song that was big. That line, and I liked his uh, bars on. Um, I think it was on Babies and Fools again when he was like, "Um, I put uh, I put a lot of." trust in this metal to i'm paraphrasing here but i put a lot of trust into this metal to get my babies through oh i put a i, uh, I wiped a lot of fools with this tool to put my babies through school i really fuck with that bar because that's kind of mm. like showing the other side of like why niggas do the drug shit that they do like obviously yeah like it's bad that you are doing it but like a lot of them do have like it's, it's because they're forced into doing shit like that because of you know social uh social bullshit but then also like him explaining that I'm doing this so I can feed my family shows that he is a good man who shows that I might have to do some fucked up things for a good cause. So those are just some of my standout memorable bars from the project.
1: Um, you? Damn, bro. There, there's a bunch There's of, a lot, though. There's a lot. There, there's a lot. So for right now, I'm going to try to pick out two. Uh, one excerpt is from Frank Lucas. Mm-hmm. I like this little excerpt where he where he started switching to flow. It was like I keep this vision like my kinship busting shots at the r-. no 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 no. He said, "Oh wait, wait. He, he was talking." This is another one of those cocaine deal bars. Mm-hmm. But he started talking and then blah blah blah. He was like, "I took I keep this vision like my kinship busting shots at the rich. I had this strap. She took the charge. I took that bitch on a trip. flew in her friend. Jumped on the boat. I fucked them both. Shit was lit." She was lit. I just like that excerpt, even though he wasn't really. Yeah. It's, she it's, took the charge. Hard. She's down, bro. Goddamn. <laughs> I'm <was> saying. <laughs> yo. Uh,
2: I guess she yeah, got a trip a- out of it. <laughs> oh, my bad.
0: Actually, um, my bad, Nemo. I actually misquoted a bar. Um, are you reading the lyrics? Yeah, I'm trying I'm trying. my to dumb ass. It. My dumb ass wasn't doing that, but but the verse that I actually was talking about, and I'll let you get back to yours, was my first love was football from playing that mad and shit. My second love was hard drugs, weed, and this rap and shit. So, yeah, my
1: bad. Mm. Mm. And, um, okay. yeah, the other, yeah, 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 so many, bro. Yeah,
0: he he did have. Oh wait, hold on. Let me okay. say one more, bro. Why you why you look, bro? Because this shit was funny. He was like, "I took my last hoe out the country. Fuck that bitch. We ain't cool. Hit them DMs, and nigga can't swim. But I fucked her friend by the pool, nigga. That shit was by Huey. Did you hear that? Yes. <laughs> that shit was like, I was like, I can't swim, but I fucked her friend by the pool. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Fuck that bitch. We ain't cool. Hit them DMs, and nigga can't swim. But I fucked her friend by the pool." hit yeah. <laughs> them DMs I nigga can't swim but I fucked her friend by the pool cause she was true pussy I never needed that shit she cussed me out a long ass text but I ain't read them shits yo
2: that's the ultimate like fuck you just respond yeah. to yeah maybe this whole maybe this whole excerpt is my favorite one of my favorites yeah respond to a long ass text be like I feel you
0: <laughs> she sent me long ass text but I ain't read them shits <laughs> Face <laughs> the tone is just kind of like bitch you wish I would read that.
2: <laughs> I'm not going to read that shit bitch.
1: Bro. Oh man. He okay, definitely Okay, dude, bro, he was he was going he, uh, he was going off in the first song, bro. Yeah. So this nigga was like prick my finger Alfredo Illuminati, Joe Pesci pushing product. You niggas is sweeter than Joe Exotic. Oh, on the run like a shadow. So, fuck the police. As a nigga, be chilling in La Habana,
0: bro. This man, bro. Oh, and this and the, my other one, my other favorite verse from that song. First of all, I like the hook. The hook is five, bro. Mic check one two one two. That's the hook, right? Microphone check
1: one two. Is that the hook? Yeah, the hook is <laughs> No, that, that's that's a different song. I thought that was God is perfect. Um. I was reading lyrics off in of 1985, but yeah, oh, okay. that, that one is microphone check one two. Michael okay, yeah, Checker. okay, my bad,
0: my bad, my
1: bad. Mike Checker.
0: What are your favorite? Okay, what are your favorite bars from "God Is Perfect"? Because you said that was your was that your favorite song,
2: bro? Whoever just uh, drank something that was a strong ass gulp, bro.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a nervous gulp. <laughs> yeah, that's a nervous gulp. <laughs> But yeah, did you did you change your name three times? Oh wait, no, it's still that one. But yeah, uh yeah, my favorite song is God is perfect. Uh
0: I'm just learning my bar. words
1: again. My favorite bar is probably the one song. I just read. No, I'm saying from, oh, the, from that song. From that song, oh shit, let me go back. Uh Yeah, he was he uh, he was snapping on really all of these songs. Yeah, bro. Let me go back.
0: Would you say would you say Tyler had the best feature on here?
1: Yeah, me too. For Sure, me too. I'm a business man. That shit was five. Nails up in the coffin. Right. Freddie sent me this, Freddy shit. this. shit. That was like this is the most Tyler verse. Like
0: as in the coffin. Freddie sent me this shit. I'm like, bro.
1: <laughs> Tyler is a legend. Top tracks. Mm-hmm. Oh, we already we already did Get the top those. tracks, but but fuck it. That. Let me do. I'm I'm gonna just skip to the. Uh, did you just put on a whole outfit. This thing about to run errands and shit. <laughs> I already- <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you had on a jacket. That shirt looks fancy uh, as fuck. <laughs> you fresh as hell. He got on the whole time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's what I was like, bro. He's I was
1: like, no. The jacket on?
2: He <laughs> has a tie
1: on? <laughs> oh, man. I thought this thing is about to go outside and go for a walk and like enjoy the day and sunflowers <laughs> and shit. But anyway, man, I give this album a strong eight. I give it a strong eight as well. Yep. I give it a strong eight. I it's, guess the it's... only thing that would make it a nine would be, I guess, make track. More, more exciting i guess or and make the ending more exciting i don't know it's, it's a really good album bro probably the second or probably the second or third best album of the year
0: it's i think it's his best project bro it's his best project i'm i i've sat on it for a while and i'm gonna say this is my favorite freddie gibbs project
1: and i think that this, this is probably best yeah. this I is definitely that. my favorite and it's definitely the one that i played the most
0: yeah Mm-hmm. you about to say something you mean?
1: No, I was just about to say, all right,
0: cool. Yeah,
1: that's pretty much... Um,
0: and, uh, yeah, well, just to cap it off, I mean, Freddie, bro, you keep doing it, man. So if you if you if ever happen to, to come across this podcast, um, I fuck oh. with it, man. Um, yep. This is our fake-ass, Um, if you're watching, if you're listening, head-ass.
2: Right, um, we haven't been in hip-hop clout levels yet. Nobody's fucking watching. <laughs>
0: ah, fuck, no. It's like, no, we got a little bit, we got a little bit. We got a little bit.
2: watching us, bro.
0: We got a drop of clout.
2: Freddie Gibbs is not. That's what I'm
1: saying.
0: Oh, yeah. No, he's not watching this, but like, he might watch Dead End.
2: Someday watch.
1: He might watch Dead End, though. I wouldn't be surprised if he knew about Dead End. Sure. Um, if so, yeah. you're watching this, and if you actually like lyrical rappers, and if you like soulful beats, and if you like bars, then this is definitely the album for you, because it's mm-hmm. jam-packed with bars, and the beats are soulful yeah so yep. based on the review Huey, we on a scale of one to ten how willing are you able to check this album out that i've really said that the wrong way but yeah what anyway,
2: you're saying uh probably like a six which is pretty high for me yeah i was going to say yeah. i was gonna expect I like gonna maybe three, three. <laughs> <I'm> no <thinking laughs> <three. laughs> nah, yeah i a six
0: Okay, so, I mean, if you, yeah, we definitely, you definitely I, definitely, I definitely think you'll echo some of the same sentiments, man. If you really sit down and have a good listen, I definitely think you'll fuck with some songs on this project, because it's just, this is not even our, really our, our demographic, and you see right.
2: how, like, me and Nemo are reacting to it, so. Speaking of projects, you know what I'm saying? Your boy Huey has a project, <laughs> August 8th, <laughs> called For it's You. Um, listen to it, yeah. Yeah, man.
0: August eighth coming out, man, and we'll all definitely be listening to that. And we should we'll definitely be talking about it on the podcast. I think we should, we should interview for sure. Him. We're gonna sure. interview you about it. Yeah, yeah we're
1: yeah. definitely gonna interview you. Like we interview interviewed it. me.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. So we're gonna interview Huey about the project during that episode. So that'll be a specialty Two episode. Two years,
1: I
2: think.
0: Yeah, yeah. See, we got. I got a lot of questions to ask. So I'm gonna get my. I'm gonna actually come to this like a journalist. I'm gonna come to this like a journalist. Mm-hmm. That'll be fun. So. Yes, yes. That'll be we can review that the uh that like, next Sunday. It. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Weekend, whatever, whatever August 8th is what day is that? Saturday. Saturday. So we can review it that um, uh, Monday. Yeah, yeah. For sure, man. Um follow us, man, on on Instagram at Lomid Productions and on YouTube at Lomid. Like we always say, man, like Huey's got a project coming out. Nemo's cooking up beats for you guys. I'm working on scripts. We're all working on film stuff and music stuff, man. So we still got stuff in the uh, in the kitchen cooking for you guys. So thanks for the support. And keep looking out. This is me, King Ramil. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at King Ramil.
2: It's me, Huey Revolution, a.k.a. Calm Yay. a.k.a. Huey the Kid. You can see <laughs> everywhere at Huey Revolution. Stay tuned for 4U. You. you can go see a trailer on my page or the Lomit page. We'll be posting promo for it. Um, if you want to get some little snippets.
1: Um, other than that, thank you for checking it out. Yes, sir. And it's your boy, Jade, a.k.a. DiCaprio2. And you can follow <laughs> me everywhere at Nemo De Zeus. Oh, uh, that's that's N-E-M-O-T-H-E. And y'all should know how to spell Zeus. So, yeah. Z-E-S, because I still don't know how to spell that shit. that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, man. I think that does it for us this week. Thank you guys for listening. And we out. Love and hair. Peace.